Welcome to the Business Behind Your Business podcast, where we have the conversations to help you grow and thrive. And welcome back. I'm Paul Sweeney, your host, and it's great to have you with us for another episode of the Business Behind Your Business. Look, we're going to dive in today to uh, a couple of tips and tricks uh, following on from our last discussion about um, business planning. Uh, Business planning, a key aspect for all small, medium businesses, uh, every business actually, but particularly for the small and medium business owner who often overlook this, this key aspect of the strategy behind growing their business. Now, we've, we've delved into the idea that it's not too late for you to plan or set a plan for how you're going to grow in the next 12 month period. Now, we talked about the idea that, uh, you know, it's not too late. We're not bound by financial dates or calendar dates or end of financial period. We can start our action plan at any point. And we gave you a framework of what to put in your business plan. Um, in our last episode and, and we made available for you a, our business planning template. So if you haven't already downloaded that from the website, uh, please jump onto the www.thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com and download that, uh, free business planning template. But today, what I wanted to chat with you about or talk to you about is why business plans don't work. And look, why don't business plans work? Uh, there's a number of reasons, and I've, I've narrowed it down to five key reasons why business plans don't work. And look, some of the reasons are, are very straightforward, actually. Um, they're very straightforward. And the first one, really, why business plans don't actually work is they don't actually get done. You don't actually have a plan. So that's the first reason why your business plan is going to fail. The first reason it's going to fail is you don't actually have a plan. You haven't committed to doing a plan. You've got a nice idea. You've got a goal, but you haven't really worked out how you're going to make that goal happen. You don't know where you're starting from. You don't really know exactly where you want to be, and therefore you don't know the actions you've got to take and the steps you need to take in your business to get from where you are now to where you really want to be. Uh, whether that be in 12 months' time, three years' time, five years' time. But if you don't actually make a plan for how you're going to move forward, it's not going to work. You don't have a plan. And that's the, that's the main reason, well, that's the, the primary reason that a lot of business plans never get off the ground. They don't actually happen. They're not made. Um, so we want to get away from that idea. And the second one we want to look at here is that why do business plans fail? And the key reason here is that they don't, contain enough specific actions. They're not specific actions because they're not related to specific goals and targets. So one of the things that I get told often when I'm working with a business owner is I ask them the question, are you happy with the financial results from your business? And a lot of the time, uh, look, people say, yeah, it it was a pretty good result, but it's not great, I couldn't do better and I'd like to do better. So I asked them, how much better? How much better would you like your results to be? I said, oh, it's just like a little bit more profit. Well, how much is a little bit more? So it's very easy to make a little bit more. Are we talking about $100 or $500? But how much more do we need to grow our business? So we need to set some more specific goals. So if you're Setting some specific goals, it's a lot easier to work for. So let's say I often hear this example of the the uh, swimmer training to be in the Olympics and there's a qualifying time that they have to reach. But the Olympics is three years out. So they need to be able to be swimming at that qualifying time 
uh, in three years' time uh, when the Olympic qualifiers come up. So they uh, are not going to instantly go from where they are now to where they're improving, but they're going to set some goals around how much they need to have improved at each time frame. You know, in, in six months' time, what improvement are we looking for? And then we can drill down into, you know, what training techniques need to improve or what strengthening work needs to happen. Or maybe there's a change in diet because they're running out of energy at key moments. Um, but you can work on those progressive things. So if we set this big goal, we may not actually get to it straight away. And we easily get uh, disheartened or disillusioned or just think, that well, that, hang on, I'm not, I'm not going to get that. So let's just push, put that to a side and, and, and not deal with it. But let's have some specific goals which are a lot easier to manage because if we break it down into smaller steps, so what we call milestones, then it's a lot easier to, to track your progress and say, hey, I, I only need to get from A to C this time, not A to Z, okay, and getting from A to C, I can measure that I've actually achieved that those steps and I've achieved those outcomes and it's a lot easier to manage. It also means that you can celebrate those small wins as you go along. So celebrating the small wins. So if you set some specific goals, you can actually pinpoint what actions you need to take that relate to those goals. And if you break those goals down into smaller chunks, you can break your actions, your stages, your steps you need to take into, into smaller, identifiable, manageable tasks. And then you can measure the outcomes of those steps, the individual steps. And it also means that you can course correct a lot quicker because you're, you're not trying to do the whole thing. You're only managing small steps, uh, small parts of the process, and you can easily adjust and refine those smaller steps than to over you know, to, to do a massive overhaul of the whole project because something's not working. Helps you pinpoint as well what part of that process is not actually working. So having specific goals makes it so much easier to pinpoint the steps you need to take and to action on it, okay? And then that's that key word again, action. You know, you might have heard me mention that our business plan is actually an action plan. It's an action plan, and that's that's the key word there, action, because another reason that business plans fail is you fail to implement your plan. Okay, the first step was you didn't actually make a plan. You know, they say uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. Okay, you didn't make a plan, so it's going to fail. Second thing is not being specific about your goals, and then if you're not specific about your goals, you can't be specific about the actions you need to take and then you can't measure how successful it is. But the third thing is failure to implement your plan, failure to act, failure to do those action items that we had identified are necessary for you to reach your goals. So failing to implement your plan is the next reason that business plans fail. It's for failure to implement, failure to act. And that's why it's important to have those manageable tasks spelled out in your action plan. So that's why I was saying break that big objective, break that big task down into smaller stages. It's a lot easier to manage. It's also easier to say, well, hang on, if, if you give that one huge project responsibility to one key person in your organization, they can get, easily get overwhelmed or it's going to just take up so much of their time. But if you break it down into smaller stages, 
it might not be that that one person needs to do all of that stage. They could actually delegate or get the involvement of other team members or other resources to really move that forward, but we're working on the smaller tasks. So do what we need to do to make sure our plan is actionable and that we actually go and do it, that we don't get caught up in this trap of being too busy or having it too complex or too big that we've failed to implement the plan. We need to act. We need to act. And that's why, and you would have heard me in the last episode where we're talking about what goes into a business plan, is drilling down that in your 90-day cycle, because we're talking about 90-day cycles, cycles, it's a good way to measure your progress. You've got some key um, results that you can measure and manage the results, um, measure the effectiveness of your outcomes. But in those 90-day cycles, that 90-day review, we only plan to do three key actions, three key actions. So if I give you a list of three things to do, it's a lot easier to manage than if I give you a list of 100, okay? I give you a list of three key things. You know where to focus. You know what you've got to concentrate on. So let's limit it to the three key things that we need to act on in this 90 days. And when we do that, it's a lot easier to make sure that we do act, that we do implement that plan. Okay, And we want to make sure that we avoid this situation where we say we had a great plan, we just didn't implement. Okay, we Didn't implement our plan or we didn't execute. Okay, often hear uh, sporting coaches after a game when they've done not so well, as they said, we had a great plan, but we just didn't execute. We didn't implement the plan. Uh, and it's the same with business. If you don't execute your plan, if you don't implement it, it's not going to be successful. Okay. So failure to implement was the third one. And, and look, the other thing that we like to say is that when you're implementing, when you're at the start of your business plan, at the start of that 12-month cycle, which we're breaking down into four 90-day cycles, 90-day sections, in your first 90 days, to make sure that you continue to build some momentum and act, in your three focus areas, look at some of the things that are going to have the most immediate impact for your business. So what are the three things that are going to have the most immediate impact for your business. Yeah, a few strong moves early on, uh, they can bring you some immediate results and really make you feel good about the process, but give you some results, which will also help with moving the business forward, moving your plan forward, because often those key things might be something that unlocks some resources for you. Yeah. Um, and, and look, these don't have to be huge things. Sometimes they're very simple. I remember working with one business um, back in the global financial crisis. We're looking at how we're going to set the plan for moving their business forward. And one of the key things, and look, this comes up in my big three that I hear from business owners is cash flow, profit, employees. And we're dealing with all of those three, but we could, uh, so cash flow sales and employees, sorry, let, let me correct that because they're the three key things that influence your operations. But cash flow wise, we're looking at, well, how can we improve the cash position without having to borrow and without having to sell more, without having to do more because sales activity was um, 
lower. It was restrained because of the global financial conditions and the crisis there and, and a, a lot of wariness. So people weren't committing to, to new projects, to new expenditures. So we couldn't increase the sales level at that point. Um, but what we could do is in, improve the cash flow. And so we picked one really simple change to make. And that was where we reviewed their process of how they sent out their invoices. And what we discovered was their invoices had this term on there, which was said net 30 days. Now, if you talk to somebody in the finance industry, they'll understand what that means straight away. But most people and, and a lot of business owners don't have a clue what that means. Okay? Doesn't, doesn't mean anything to them. Does it mean 30 days from when you get the product or the service or 30 days from the end of the month? or 30 days from when I feel like paying you. You know, what does it actually mean? So we made one key difference there. We changed that term, we got rid of it, and we actually put a specific date that they wanted their customer to pay them by. We didn't just say due in 14 days. We said we've actually put the date, which is 14 days after the date of the invoice. And the big impact for them was we improved the time it takes, took their average customer to pay from 66 days to 33 days with that one small change. So we built some momentum. We also improved their cash flow, gave them a bit more resources to be able to implement the rest of their plan. And when, did we celebrate that success? Certainly, we did. We did. We helped them celebrate and realize, hey, we can make some changes here and they're going to be effective and it's going to really improve the way we do our business. So let's keep going and make some more headway into our plan and see how much more benefit we can reap for our business so we were doing those things and, that, and that's great well, we got some early momentum though so make sure you get those early momentums those quick wins in there to keep acting on your plan to keep making sure that you implement those action plans the fourth thing fourth thing here is often we have these great plans and, and as business owners often you are the key person in your business and you're the key decision maker for well, pretty much everything for sales, for ordering, for strategy, hiring, firing, payroll, finance. You're the key decision maker. And some of those decisions you keep pretty close to your chest, which is not always the best thing, particularly if you're trying to move yourself out of, out, out of a dependency where you're, the business is so dependent on you that the business doesn't exist apart from you. But often we're very much keeping all of those things close to our chest. And it's the same with your business plan. You might have come up with the great plan. You might have used our template, but you haven't told anyone. You haven't told anybody in your team or any of your employees what's going on, what's changing. And when you don't tell them, there's no accountability in place. There's no accountability. If you haven't told anybody that you're going to do something, well, you're not actually responsible for it. And if you don't actually do it, nobody cares because nobody knows. Nobody knows that you are planning to do these things. But if you build in place some accountability into your process, uh, letting some key employees know, of not maybe not even the whole plan, but maybe just some key actions that need to happen. The key strategy might be we want to improve our efficiency of our sales process. So what do we need to do? And that's why we're going to bring in somebody to help us improve our sales. Okay, so rather than the guy turning up, on the door and there's staff being called in for training and say, right, we're doing some sales training today. And they go, why? I should be out there selling. But you've told them that there's an issue with our sales. We're not converting at a high enough level 
that we need to. We've identified that. Now, in-house, we don't have the resources to, to really identify what's wrong with our sales process or how we can improve it or even train each other because we're not good at it. But So we need to bring somebody else in from outside our business to help us with that. So by telling your team, this is what we're trying to achieve. This is the outcome. And this is the resource we're going to use to help us do it. And it's going to help you because it's going to make your job easier. Then you're building a little bit of accountability into that process. And then they're going to say, hey, we, we, we went to this training. We invested our time in it and we need to, to do it. But you're not giving us the resources to make this happen. So it's back on you as the owner to say, oh, okay, yeah, we, you're right. I said we were going to improve our sales. We invested in this training, but I'm not giving you the support or the, the, the runway to do it. So I now, now need to do that. So I've become accountable as the business owner to my team, particularly my sales team, to make it sure that I've implemented the actions required to help them achieve the goals that I've set for my business. So adding some accountability. And this is where it's great to work with your accountant or your, your business advisor or your coach and, and actually build in some accountability. So there's that saying that if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it or sees it, does it did it really fall? You know, it's the same with business plans. If nobody knows about them, do you actually have a plan? Do, does your plan really exist? So build in some accountability. Build in accountability. So uh, the fifth reason for failure here is that we don't actually measure whether it's effective. Are we getting the results that we need? Uh, t- I touched on that earlier. If we're not getting the results that we required from our from implementing our strategy, then how do we know it's working? You know, what's what's not working? How, how do we know if it's working? So we need to have a way of measuring the outcomes. So if we're talking about our, our sales strategy or our process for improving our sales, we might look at sales. We might look at, okay, our current conversion rate from an inquiry might be only 10%. Okay, so since that we put in place this new strategy, what is our sales conversion? Of all the phone calls we're getting, how many do we convert to a new customer? And, and we might say, well, hang on, to get to the profit target that we our desire, that we want, it needs to be 50%. But we're only getting 25 So what's still not working in the process? Or do we need to adjust our profit goals? Or is the sales strategy not the only problem? Is it that we're, we're fine at converting customers, but we just don't get enough of them coming through the phone calls and the online inquiries? So that might help you know, identify another area we need to improve in our business. But you need to have in place a way of measuring the results. If you measure the results, you can measure the effectiveness. And if it's not effective, you can make changes. If it is effective, that's great. You might say, well, hang on, that's great. Let's move on to the next stage of our process, next stage of our strategy. So five things that we need to get done in our business or five things that we need to do to stop being in this position where our business plans have failed. So if we go back to those, the first one is uh, we don't actually make a plan. We don't don't make a plan. The second thing is that we don't have, um, you know, we don't have any specific goals. We don't have specific goals. And the third one is that we don't implement our plan. We don't actually implement our plan. That's the goal uh, number three. Fourth one, no accountability. And the last one, we don't 
actually have any way of measuring whether we're effective. So that's five things in our business plan that we need to get right so we don't look back on it and say, well, hang on, that was a failure. That was a waste of our time. So remember, um, we need to get those things in place. A business plan is a really effective part of your business strategy. Okay, and it doesn't have to be uh, complicated. Remember, we've got the, the template available for you to download from the website, uh, www.thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com. Um, but you need to act. You need to make it happen. Remember, failing to plan is planning to fail. We want you to, to grow your business, so make that plan. It's never too late. Go back and listen to the last episode. Never too late to put in place your business plan. But we want to avoid these, these five things that um, – cause business plans to fail that we just talked about. So I want to thank you for listening. And look, if you are a regular listener, thank you again, because uh, that's really uh, encouraging to us that you are continuing to listen to the podcast and um, supporting us in that way. We, you know, it's great to see uh, that you are listening to us and um, that we are providing some useful, uh, helpful resources to you to help you grow your business. Um, and look, if there is somebody that you know that could also benefit, then please share the podcast with them, share it with them, show it, show them how to how to access the app, how to subscribe to it in their podcast app that they use. Yeah, go and show them on their phone. Help them help them find us. Help them find the business behind your business because we want to share those conversations uh, with as many business owners as we can. Because we want to get the, those resources out and the tips and tricks to help people grow better businesses, have more um, more time to enjoy the things in life that really matter because they're running a great business, a thriving business without the stress. So please keep listening. Please keep listening and uh, make sure that if you haven't already subscribed that you do do that in your favourite podcast player. And, and look, if you prefer to, if you're a visual person, then we're also sharing the podcast on, on YouTube. Um, so it's available for you to, to watch and consume in that format as well. And look, at any time, if you've got any questions that you would like to see uh, answered on a, uh, an upcoming episode, we'd love you to send that to us at podcast, podcast at Um or follow the link in the show notes. So thanks again for listening. I'm Paul Sweeney. Have a great day.